Father, we just thank you for this word this morning. Oh, Jesus, we want to hear from heaven. We want to hear from the Holy Spirit. We want to hear from the heart of the Father. We want to hear from the Spirit of truth. Thank you, Father. Confirm your word, God, in hearts and minds of Jesus. Father, help us to renew our minds. Not keep the old and add it with the new, but renew it. Fully in you, Father. Renew it from religion, God. Renew it, Lord, that we can walk freely, God. Not be caught up in the works of the flesh, Father. We just thank you, Father, that you set us free. That we can be one with you. That we can cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself above your word. Father God, I want to know you, Holy Spirit. I don't want to just know about you from a book. I want to know you personally. Not a biography even of the the prophets. I want to know you. It's a living epistle. Working in us, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for the spirit of truth. Guide us. Correct us. Point us in your direction. The narrow way is the only way. And we prophesy. We are on it. We are on it, Father God. Work in us a clean heart. Clean hands and a pure, pure heart, Father. Oh God, your church is arising, God. Your bones are coming alive, oh God. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end it brings forth death. There's a way that seems right to people. But it's wrong. There's ways that seem right, but it's not according to your word. There are ways, but we want your ways. Are the only ways that we can. You are the way. You are the truth, and you are the life. It's your way, Father, not our way. Get us out of the way that we can be in your way. Remove every obstacle, God. Every hindrance. Everything, God. Everything we worship, God. As the scriptures say, erase every other lover that we don't even see or know them or or even remind ourselves of them anymore, Father, that it's you and only you. We want to hear from heaven, O God, and not from man. Every day, bread from heaven. Today's message is uh, the title would be First Love is Love. Starting in Ezekiel 34. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds that do not, that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Yea, eat the fat, and you are clothed and with wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The disease have you you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick, neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with the force and with cruelty you have ruled them. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. To heal the sick, to set at liberty them that are captive, to recover his sight to the blind. This is what the shepherds and all of us are called to do. And the disease, I believe, is the is the demons. 
the demonic oppressions, the mixture. He says here in Ezekiel, he's prophesying. Even Ezekiel prophesied about the bones, and the bones represented the church. And the church was in, in, in the valley of dead, and the church is, is, was dead, but God is, is bringing it into, into life. Bound up then, woo, the shepherd is not to be a prosperity promoter. Shepherd is not to have the big TV station and take everybody's money and entertain the people. The shepherd's job is to feed the sheep. So we have a lot of stuff going on that God is removing out of the way because of the people. And many of them have left the houses of Dagon, but they're all alone. They're all scattered around the world. But God is going to bring them back together. Just like a mother brings and He's doing that. There is a remnant that will not bow their knee to Baal, that will not be satisfied with entertainment. A remnant that won't allow false doctrines to go in their ear. That they know that they have, that they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of truth is in them and they will not listen to anything else. Because the Spirit in them will bear, doesn't bear a witness to what they see and what they hear. It says you scatter them because they, there is no shepherd. They become meat to all the beasts of the field. In other words, they have no covering. They have no protection. They have nothing. But they're out there trying to survive on their own without a family, without a, a covering, without anything, just, just the Bible in their little houses. My sheep wandered through all the mountains upon every hill, and the flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search to seek after them. Going after the lost at any cost. Or do you wait for them and you send out business cards and send to homes, and this is the way the, the other shepherds do, you know, mega church. Send out all that and entertain them and get the bounce houses and get this and Get that and get everything that flesh wants and bring them in just so we can, we can say that we're saved and have a false uh, grace message. And, and, and basically, everyone deceiving themselves, eating word that's coming from man and not from heaven. So this is what Ezekiel is talking about. And I believe it's right now. And it's going to even be more and more. More people are going to fall away than are going to fall in. I know there's a great harvest of souls. Many of them won't, won't even come in until the greatest persecution hit the world. Our church grew the greatest in times of persecution. Right now when everything's good and there's peace, peace everywhere, many people don't want to eat the bread from heaven. So God is going to have to shake everything that can be shaken. That The only thing that remains are those that want to follow the Father. Therefore, your shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, TBN, hear the word of the Lord. And whoever allows swamp and, and, and faulty and dirty water to be polluted into the, into the bellies of the sheep. As I live, saith the Lord, surely, because my flock becometh prey to the to my flock and meat to every beast in the field because there was no shepherd neither did my shepherds search for the flock but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock therefore O you shepherds hear the word of the Lord thus saith the Lord God behold I'm against the shepherds I'm against those that call themselves pastors and I will require my flock at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth. They may, they may not be meat for them. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, even I will both search my sheep and seek them out. God is going to seek them out Himself. And as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that is among his sheep, 
that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered, the cloudy and the day, the dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and I will gather them from the countries and I will bring them into their own land and I will feed them upon the mountains of, and by the rivers and in all the inhabited places in the country and I will feed them in a good pasture and upon the high mountains and they shall be my fold and there shall they lie in the good fold and in the fat pastures and they shall find and they shall be fed upon the mountains and I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down saith the Lord God and I will seek that which is lost and I will bring it again that which was driven out and I'll bind up that which was broken and I'll strengthen that which is sick but I will destroy the fat and the strong and I'll feed them with my judgment and as for you O my flock thus saith the Lord behold judge between cattle and cattle between rams and the goats and they These pastors say, judge not, judge not, judge not. Well, God's saying, judge between right and wrong. Judge between what's of God and what's not of God. Judge for your own life what is real and what is fake, what is counterfeit and what is not. And the flock shall say to God, behold, judge between the cattle. Some seemeth it's small thing unto you that have eaten up the good pasture. But you must tread down with your feet the residue of your pastors, and to have drunk the deep waters. But ye must foul the residue in your feet. And as for my flock, they will eat that which ye have trodden with your feet, and they will drink that which you have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God unto them, Behold, I am even will judge between fat cattle and between lean cattle, because you have thrust with side and with shoulder and pushed all the diseased with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. Therefore will I save my flock and shall no more be prey, and I will judge between cattle and cattle. And I will set upon I will set up one shepherd over them, and they shall feed them, even my servant David, and he shall feed them. And he shall be their shepherd. And God is restoring the house of David, the house of bread. What is that? David wasn't perfect, but he was a heart after God. Those that are seeking God's heart, those that are wanting to obey God, no matter what, even if they fall into a trap or a snare, they rend their heart unto God. And they don't live in it because it's not a comfortable place. They don't baptize themselves in false doctrine to make themselves think and understand that things are, are, are okay because I'm going to drown myself in lies till it becomes the truth in me. All about the humble. And I'll make them places round about my hill and blessings and I will cause the shower to come down in His season. And there shall be showers of blessings. And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit. And the bride shall yield her fruit. And the people of God will yield the fruit of the Spirit. And ye shall yield her increase, and they shall be safe in the land. And ye shall know that I am the Lord God. And when I have broken the bands of their yoke, and delivered them out of the hand of those who serve themselves of them, and they shall no more be a prey unto the heathen, neither shall the beast in the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and none shall make them afraid. And I will rise up in them a plant of a renown, and they shall be no more consumed with hunger in the land. Famine for the word of God. Neither bear the shame of the heathen any more. Thus shall they know that I am the Lord their God, and with them, and that they, even the house of God, are my people, saith the Lord God. And you, my flock, and the flock of my pastor, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. 
Father, we thank You. We thank You for the Spirit of truth, God. Father, we thank You for Your Word, Lord. Your Word is rivers of living water. We are called to feed sheep, not to entertain goats. The pulpit of God is not used to preach about people or humanism. It's about to set us apart to God, to feed us from heaven, the bread from heaven, to feed them God. We feed in the Spirit God. You said, eat my flesh, drink my blood, or you have no life in you. So the Word of God is to feed on the truth, to feed on Jesus. And as we feed on Jesus, our spiritual life and our spiritual senses and our spiritual man is strengthened and the old man dies. But in these houses, because everybody wants to serve the flesh, they strengthen the flesh. They strengthen ecumenism. They strengthen things that God is trying to kill. And in this is a double-minded platform, a double-minded vision. It's against the Word of God. So what God is doing is He's raising up a standard in the land to the Word of God and the Spirit of truth. It's anointing or nothing. First John 4, 7-9 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God, and knoweth God. Let's just say that one more time. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. And knows God. He that loveth not, is not God. For God is love. So God is love. You cannot separate love and God. So we see that, one of the biggest problems, in society today, in all the world, and in houses, that bring some kind of word, is a false um, definition or a false meaning or a false representation of what love really is. But God has His own definition of what love is. And God created everything and man decided to change things but doesn't make it right. Because we have a carnal church and carnal preachings and carnal meetings and people that get up there and bring in carnality... And hum, hum, humanity, humanism. humanism, it's not of God. God is trying to get us to know our heavenly identity, not to keep us in our human, humanism ways. So he says, that They that knoweth God, for God is love. If you don't love, you don't know God. And people would say, even reading that is not love. They would say, that, that's not love. See what the devil is doing? He's, getting a, he's baptizing people's mind in a, a wrong Jesus. A wrong gospel. A wrong sense and meaning of what God is. But God says, I never change. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. The only thing that I want to change is you. So the reason I... And the only thing that can change you is the cross. The cross changes us. So a gospel without the cross and a gospel without love is not the gospel at all. It's a form. They might talk about here or there a scripture or two, but it's not, doesn't bring the power of God. Man's definition of love Intense feeling of deep affection. Right there is the problem. The first definition in the world says this is, it's an intense feeling. But love is not a feeling. Never was. 
Never can be. You can feel God's love when you obey Him because you feel His presence, but it never said His presence was His love. He said His love was action. His love was you doing what He told you to do is what love is. So God has His own definition of love, but we've made our own definition of love in a, in a false church, in a false denominations, in false love. That's when false grace gets manifested. That's the problem. Grace is the power to become the sons of God. I'm going to help you do something that you cannot do on your own. And then we have another grace that because of me, because of love, there's nothing you have to do but receive my love, my truth, and believe, and you're born again. But after that, you need to continue to love me as I love you. So you continue in my love, then you continue to be changed. It's not a one-time thing. See, we've made it like this. I said a sinner's prayer. So I went to the altar. Jesus, you're my husband. I, I mean, I'm your wife, and I accept you. You accept me, the blood covenant, and walk away, and you have no relationship anymore with God. That, and you continue to sit in the house of Dagon and listen to preachers that are going to tell you all about you, how to become a better you. Now, if you preach the cross and the power and the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will become better automatically. But see, their better you is better for you. It's not a better you. It's still going to tell you how you can be better for you. How you can get along in this world better and get more things in this world and become more popular in the world. And in the meantime, they say, get away from Christians that are radical. There's something wrong with them. Putting on that station for they made me nauseous, and that's why I don't watch anything. But sometimes God will direct you to do something. And the guy sang worldly songs for a while, and then all of a sudden there's talking to twenty five thousand people, and then all he says, and he saw them look. He says, "You all aren't that safe. Come on." In other words, give me a break. I'm here to entertain you. Didn't say nothing about. Then he started talking about them. You know you want to get better. You got to pick people around you that are successful. The Bible never says to hang around people that are successful. The, the Bible says that we are to hang around those that are same spirit, same mind, same accord, same that are like us. Sheep hang around sheep. It doesn't say go in the world and hang out with the devil so you can get more and be better and have your best life now and then end up, end up in hell. It doesn't say that. But you see, nowadays the gospel's becoming a bad word or a bad thing or, or it's not love. How can the gospel not be love? So eventually what ends up happening is people don't count the cost of becoming a lover of God. He says, did you sit down and, and did you count the cost? Yeah, I wanted salvation. I was just, yeah, the only cost they count is I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Well, it wasn't a quick fix and it wasn't a one night trick. It's called a relationship and becoming one with the cross and resurrecting your new identity in your life. And that's when all of a sudden what you struggle with all of a sudden will be broken off you. Things break off. The, the, bound, the things that bind you will break loose. It says it. Well, and that's what the preaching starts to do. And that's what the Word of God starts to do. And that's what the anointing does. But if you don't sit under the anointing, nothing breaks but God's heart. says, an intense feeling, deep affection. Baby, feel the intense feelings of love. Affections, fondness, tenderness, warmth, intimacy, attachment, endorment, devotion, adoration, doting, idolization, worship, passion, adore, desire, lust. Even lust is in that. Yearning, infatuation, bestoddiness, friendship, caring, regard, concern, friendliness, friendship. Kindness, goodwill, sympathy, kindleness, elorism, goes on and on. None of those are the right definition of love. So if we have a carnal church and we get all the things from the world and try to bring it to people to, to let them eat it, of course you're not going to really know what God's love is. You're going to have man telling you, so when God's real love comes, you say, that's not God. 
That's the devil's, devil's biggest trick. Seduce your mind in everything that's not right. So when the real thing comes, you think it's wrong. But that's why we need to know the Word of God. And we need to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and the Word. Another one says, a deep romantic sexual attachment. So the world's interpretation of love is, is not God's. Here's what God told me. Let, here's some definitions of love. And none of them were there. You have the world's definition of love, and then you have the, the one that created the world telling you what love really is. So who are you going to listen to? Love is sacrifice. Right? What greater love does one have than lay down his life for his friends? That's full sacrifice. Selfishness. Self-denial. The world's love is always for you. You feel it. I'm emotional. I'm sympathetic. God's not sympathetic. He's, he's compassionate. But that's just an aptitude. That's not what love is. That's just something that we do because of love. There's a difference. Denying oneself. Truth. Truth is love. What do you say? You can't separate. He came in the spirit of truth, grace, and love. So three, four times. Jesus is that. Grace. Obedience. Suffering. Is love. Love suffers. Boldness is love. People say, oh, we so false humility is not boldness. Humility is love. Love dies to self. See, we have all these people trying to tell you what their definition of love is, and when Elijah comes, which is the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit of God on that man, Elijah. So whatever he did, Elijah did some um, some radical things for God and, and did and spoke. And so the Spirit of Elijah is basically the Holy Spirit on a man that's doing exactly what the Bible says. There's no Spirit of Elijah. It's the Spirit of God. There's only seven of them. And those all seven of those attributes will rest upon the Spirit of Elijah. It's the fear of the Lord. Is one of those. And that's the big thing. Without... The fear of the Lord, you can't love at all. People have the fear of the world, or they want to have selfish gains, so they'll love like the world. And it says if you love like the world, then you're going to love, and you'll receive that love back. But what greater love this has is not to love like the world, but come out of the world and be persecuted and rejected and still love rightly. See, the world says love is an affection or love is an emotion. But 1 John 5, 1 through 8. Whosoever, so that's whoever's reading this and believes. Whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, begot, loveth him after that, begotten of him. See, everyone thinks that if I treat Jesus like Everything I love, like all those definitions that we don't that we just read, that I'm not I'm affectionate to him, this and that, and I care about him, and I spend whatever, and I have my time with him, whatever it might be. But he says that's not what it is. Everyone that loveth him is begotten, loveth him also that begotten of him. By this we know that we are the children of God, and when we love. God, we keep His commandments. It doesn't say when you get saved, you keep His commandments. When you love God, you keep His commandments. So, we have a false love and we have a God love. But if you're not keeping His commandments and you're just loving in, he, he, in emotional ways and even giving, 
Yeah, there's even a church that if I give my everything away and have not love is God and have not love, I'm nothing. So it says that if anything you do without God is not love. Period. So whatever you do with God in obedience is love, no matter what it looks like to the world. Someone would say that wasn't love. Jesus hanging on the cross. Some people say that's just stupid. That was pure love. I'm sacrificing everything because I'm obeying the Father. He didn't want to hang on the cross. He said, surely, Father, there'd be a better way to do this than this. But He said, I'm going to obey You, Father, to show You that I love You. And I'm going to obey You, Father, so show that the world can obey You too. I'm going to obey You, Father, that they will know My love for You and they will love You too. And if Jesus didn't fulfill love, then He wouldn't expect us to. But in that is the cross. So the biggest deception in, the, in that is taking the cross out of... You talk all about Jesus. Talk all about the Old Testament. Talk all about the things in the Bible. But you take out the cross, it's not the Gospel at all. All it is is a bunch of teaching. A bunch of information. A bunch of knowledge, but it doesn't change you. The submission to the cross and the brokenness that God puts inside of us produces the oil which fills us. So basically, God's in us, and as He's doing all this and crushing us, and doing, He's filling us with oil from the inside out. In religion, everything is, God, come on, fill me with oil. But actually, it's coming from the inside out because God is in us now. And it said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And God is the kingdom. Because it's the kingdom of God. It's His domain wherever He is. He wants to take over. And us is the first thing He wants to take over. So we die daily to what he, well, the world wants us to do. You see that? So all of a sudden, it's He's in us expanding. So the oil is Him. The Holy Spirit is the oil. And in that, the new wine gets birthed out of that. So He's like, you must be born again. So I'm not going to put this new wine and you really can't produce oil because you have the old, you're the old man. You need to be a new creation. So as you're a new creation, He's filling you with oil. But a religion says, so go to that meeting and they're giving out oil. And you're like, okay, fill me with oil. You're like, by faith, but you don't get the oil like that. You get the oil out of obedience and becoming one with the oil. So as I decrease, the oil increases. So the only way to decrease is to allow Him to increase is His Word becomes flesh in me. And as His Word becomes flesh in me, so does He. And He is the oil. He is the oil. He says, fill this lamp with oil. Do you have an old lamp and you're trying to fill it with oil? But you can't fill it with oil because... It doesn't come from the outside in, as religion might want to tell you. That was the old covenant. Now the oil is already in us. He's the olive garden. He is the olive tree. He is, and He wants to squeeze us and get the oil out of us. So whosoever is born of God, it says this, loves God. Love, God, keeps His commandments. It says, I love the Lord. People say, but you say, no, you don't. What are you, that you're judging me. Well, why, you're not. Because some people, we all can struggle trying to obey God. That's fine. But are you struggling to obey Him? That's the whole thing. Or are you just doing everything? Because we're, we can test the spirits. And we can test, we can see the fruit. Amen. For God is love. And God is the love, and this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. So we're not to complain about it. We're just to do it, and His results are very good. And we're going to thank God that we did this when we when we're in eternity with Him. You might not even understand it now. But what God is doing is He's bringing judgment on the houses of that. 
For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So there's no way to overcome the world unless you keep His commandments. See, that's what you should... They're not overcoming the world. They want to become like the world. And, and the church becomes like a business. And, and the people on the top get blessed and everyone else just keeps blessing them because they're anointed and whatever. It's a whole big uh, a mess. It's not a business. We're in a relationship. We're the body of Christ. So all of us in here together can produce oil in us. You see, if we're in this room together and we're the body of Christ and we're the body in the body, but there's bodies and there's different streams. So in other words, we're not separate from the body of Christ, but we're also a body together. And water represents people. So we're like a pool and we're together here because God, but we're still connected in spirit, but in flesh we're here. So we can produce more oil as we come together in obedience as a house. For whatsoever, and whosoever overcomes the world, okay, this is good. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So it says this, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even faith. So what, what would God be feeding us? Revelation of who we are, reminding us of who we are, eating the bread from heaven, and filling us with things in our spirit, and, and, and removing things, and bringing fire in, in our bellies. And right here, he's saying, to overcome the world means to, we, we are in the world, but not of it. But they want to take the mountains of the world. They want to become one world. They think there's a better way. And they'll take scripture out of context and say, well, we've got to be the light of the hill. We're the salt of the earth. Yeah, you're the salt of the earth. You're not the salt in the earth. We are not in the world, but we're of it. Salt of the earth. You get it? We are in to change that, but not to become in agreement with it, that it will... And it says, you have... How many have bowed their knee to Bill and kissed him? So the church is kissing Baal all week, and then coming and thinking that God's going to be happy with him and want to... You know, if, if you found out that... You've been married a long time, and all week your your wife was kissing another guy, and then on Sunday she's all, oh, forgive me, honey. You think on Sunday that you're just going to be, oh, let's kiss. That was great. Uh, just forget about it. Well, you think God is like that. He wants to remove it. So what happens is we kiss Bill, we can think we can get holy on Sunday. This is what, and then it says right here, He that overcomes the world and believe that Jesus is the Son of God, this is He that is by the water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by the blood. And it is the Spirit bears witness because the Spirit is true. So here we go. Well, the water, I believe, represents also born of the, Jesus was born of woman. And we're born in this earth. And the blood, also in that. But also, there's three that bear witness. So, could Jesus represent the blood? And that represents the cross. And then, the water represents the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit working with the power of God and the blood of Jesus. And, and, and in this, we have victory. And then, Jesus is the Son of God. So, it says here, the water and the blood, and even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by the water and the blood, and the Spirit that bears witness, because it is the Spirit of truth. For these three bear that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Jesus is the Word that became flesh. So because of His blood, we have the power to become just like Him. Amen. Not of our blood, but His blood. Not by the blood of goats and sheep and everything, but by the, the blood of one, we all become righteous. So we have the power to not do what we used to do. But see, that's the not going on about the gospel. See, the whole thing about the cross makes us come into submission to the Father. Jesus did it, and now He wants us to reproduce Him. 
But he says, no, of course you can't do it. No man could do it. That's why I died on the cross and gave you the Holy Spirit that now you have the power to become like me, to become the sons of God. Jesus was the Son of God, the first begotten. But see, they don't want to preach that. You don't have to change. Church doesn't have to change. Church is a place we come together and pass business cards and we have a sect and we all believe the same thing and one day we're going to go to heaven and let's just just share our things and our griefs and have social events and do these things but you know don't 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 change me I like the way I am but God doesn't he doesn't like the way we are he loves us but he's in the business of changing us so we look like him that's what the fire of God is so he turns up the fire but if you're not if you're not in connection with him because he is fire and he is an all-consuming fire then you can't be be purified without the fire. He's the purifier. He's the fuller soap. And He sits, and He sits, and He sits right next to us. And, and he, It's like He's Spirit, so He's everywhere. So you're saying, well, God, yeah, He's everywhere. He knows what's going on right down the street in that church there. And He's right here. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent, He's omnipresent, and He's all existing, and He knows everybody's thoughts at the same time. So don't even start to think about it, because then you just... Your mind just blows up, but that's why we worship Him. Because you can't even put your you can't even wrap your mind around how great and awesome He is. So these three bear wet in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, and there are three that bear witness on the earth: the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Jesus isn't here anymore, so He's body went up but the Holy Spirit is and His blood is still power on the earth today and God is spirit and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth Matthew 22 36 to 40 Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind, and all that. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second is unto love your neighbor as yourself. These two commandments hang on the law and the prophets. So if we go back here, you don't need to obey your neighbor. So, there, so how do you love your neighbor without doing that? Well, if you, it says to love thou thy heart. So, be his sacrifice, sacrifice him, deny yourself, allow his truth to come in, receive his grace, be obedient, suffer with him as he suffered for us. He said, if you suffer for me, okay, you know the scripture, it's all there. The righteous are as bold as a lion, boldness. And what's the other? Anyway. Humility. Right? Jesus said, I come not to serve, but to serve and give my life for ransom. So serving one another. To die to self, just die. So, there's no way to love God without doing what He tells us to do. So in other words, is when you love me, you'll obey me, and then you'll be able to do the things to your neighbor because I'm with you, and the fruits of the Spirit will be manifesting. So you'll be kind, affectionate. Because in this point of saying loving your neighbor isn't, God is love. What he's saying is now, love God, the Lord, with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. <clears throat> and heart, with all, and, all, and with all your mind, is the first and great command. The second under is love your neighbor. That's, stuff, that's, that's this. What greater love does one have than lay down his life for, it's all in the scripture, for his brother, his friend, his neighbor, right? So even if there's laid down your life, Jesus laid down his life, not for for all of us now are. It's a pre he pre we are predestined. When it says you're predestined to be you're predestined means he already knew those that are going to receive him or not. You're not predestined to be uh, to be if he knows you're going to pick Satan. So you're already predestined. These people say I'm already predestined. So in other words, don't worry about preaching the gospel. Whoever's going to get saved is going to get saved. That's another gospel that's out there but predestined means you're pre you were predestined why because you 
you, you, you said yes to the cross. And you said yes to Jesus. So he knew that because he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the first and last. So in other words, he's already a judge. He knows everyone, but he's, he loves, so he doesn't, he's not partial. So on Judgment Day, he can say, I love this person just about, even knowing they weren't going to choose me. God brings on the just and the unjust. He'll put the Holy Spirit on everybody until they receive Him. And or not. That's what He does. So, that's what it is. It's not some big heavy revelations. So it says, love your neighbor. It says, die to yourself. That means you serve your neighbor. Then Christ will be seen to them. Wow, what is that? Then Christ is manifested. And then, then that old man is so angry. I've seen love will break a hard heart. You do something. You go and start to love people you want to strangle. Christ gets formed to you. That oil starts to come. That oil starts to be filling us. Matthew 24. And that's why he says, Then all these two commandments saying, All the law, all the prophets. You do that, you don't have to worry about anything else. You will do everything I say when I say it and when I do it. So, and you're going to say, okay, turn this way, turn that way. Go pray for this person, pray for this one. How do you, why, do you need, uh, um, why do you need commandments and instructions when you're doing everything God's saying by the Spirit? He's saying, I've, I've come grace. But he says, actually, the grace is harder to live than that. Because back then he says, uh, you know, an eye for an eye. Now it's like, here's the other cheek. Now it's before you have to actually sleep with a woman to commit adultery. Now you look at her in lust and your heart's already doing it in your mind. You're already wrong with the Father. So this gospel changes you to where you're just like Him, where you can become pure. Not on the outside, cleansing everything on the outside, but cleansing it from the inside. See, Jesus' major problem wasn't with what they were wearing or doing, it was their heart. And he says, I'm going to do this thing inside out and backwards because the kingdom of God is backwards from the world. Religion says, clean and do everything out here. And God said, just let me in here so I can do everything and then out there changes. Matthew 24, 10-14. And then he shall, shall only be offended and betray one another and shall hate one another and shall false prophets shall arise and deceive many. And pastors will arise everywhere and deceive many. Because what? Iniquity abound, the love of many shall wax old. So the obedience of many people will stop in the last days. And then you have the scriptures that says in the last days, they'll be rebellious, self-willed, lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, more mockers, deceivers, right? So that's what we're seeing. And we're just thinking that, you know, that's just normal. No, it's, 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 it's getting close because that's, and it's happening. See, the condition of what the gospel is being preached in the church will be the condition of what's being done. So if the, if the pastor's getting marital affairs or something, most likely he's already had an affair with the devil a long time ago in the spirit. You, you're not walking with Jesus and all of a sudden, oh, have a... a, a. So everything that's, that's doing wrong in the spirit will start to manifest in the flesh as well. So when sin abounds, it's because they've already left their first love. You don't leave your first love on one thing. Then the things in the flesh start to manifest. That's why when we see ourselves slipping away or backsliding, we fall forward into the cross. But people just say, no, it's okay. It's grace. We're not perfect. And then talk about, yeah, but God wants me to... And we start to exalt our, our emotions, our opinions, and our ways above the Word of God. And then comes the devil with doctrines from his, his heart. Doctrines from him. And seducing spirits will seduce you away from the cross. And it says this, that the love ministry, and, and, and it says here, the wax hole, but then, that what? Endure. What? Endure love. Endure the cross. The cross is a symbol of love. You want to know what love is? Look at the cross. And, okay, so what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, the cross fulfilled love because that was total, total um, sacrifice, total obedience, and, and that's love. Because there's this, he did that not just for the people that were, were following him, he did it for the whole world. 
So when you have a gospel and you leave out the power of God, because it's like, it says this, it says, you say, what do you mean the power of God? Well, because he resurrected and he sent his Holy Spirit. And he said, now we have power to become the sons of God. Then he also says this. He says that uh, they say, because it's revelation, to them that are dying, to the dead church, the cross means nothing. But to us that believe in the power of it, Right? What is the rest of that scripture? What is the rest? It's unto the power unto salvation. So what is salvation? Perfection. Holiness. Oneness with God. Clear mind, clear head. I'm in one and I'm in tune with heaven and I'm walking in the spirit. Salvation is not a prayer. Salvation is at when we endure love till the end. Because even in Matthew 24, it even said after all these things, but it says, who endures? So if we allow Him to do this in us now, whatever happens out there is not going to affect us. That's why He has to bring the kingdom in us first before He brings it at hand. It's at hand, but it's going to be more manifesting when, when He's more manifesting inside of us. More of God, less of us is going to be more things happening. But see, He's not going to have more things happening until He's happening more in us. Because, why? Because if not, then the flesh will take over and you'll become a false witness. Or you'll have power, but you won't have any fruit. Then you become deceived and Satan takes over. And that's what we see happening when people move out in that. And it says, Because iniquity abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel... Now the kingdom shall be preached into the world to be a witness unto nations. See, he said this gospel, the gospel of love, not the love that false grace church is telling you, the love of obedience and sacrifice and separation from the world. What is the pure religion? Because there is religion, and there's millions of them. Pure religion is, first of all, God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the creator of all things, and one of the Holy Bible. And the God of Israel, and the and the one that has and resurrected from the dead. They'll get that straight. So it says, pure religion is do the works of love, go to the orphan and widow, and keep oneself unspotted from the world. Means be set apart unto Him fully. Two things, and when that's loving God first is coming unto Him fully, and then love your neighbor as yourself. You go to the orphan and the widow because they're in need. So those two things are love God with all your heart, mind, body, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's right there. See, as the spirit of revelation breaks this thing open. That's what, so we're being fed today because something's opening us. And even though we're saying, we're not even saying, oh, that's going to be real hard. We're like, oh, we can do this. That's what my job is. You're not saying, oh my God, how can I do this? Right now you're like, because faith is mixed with the anointing. And you're like, we can do this because you know you're not going to do it on your own. You know that God's being said that I'm going to do it with you. So God's just saying for you to say yes. And let me do it. Stop fighting me. Because as long as you fight me, we're just stuck. And we're stuck at the cross instead of picking up our cross. So here, let's see what um, John 14, 6-15 says. That I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to me, to the Father, but by me. And if you have known me, you have known my Father also. But for you know me, you have not, and you have seen him. Philip said unto him, Show us the Father. And Jesus said unto him, Have I not been long enough with you? Have I not known me? Have you not seen me? God wants every one of us to get to that point when people say, you can say, you don't know God? You don't see Him in me? You don't... You. Jesus was confident in that. When we totally die to everything that God wants and total obedience, we can say, what do you mean? Don't you see God in me? God is love. Don't you see that? And he says, It says, Know us him and show us the Father. Believe thou not that I am of the Father, and the Father is in me. See, Jesus is saying the Father was in him. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but of the Father that dwells in me. He doeth the works. See, Jesus, remember we were preaching on that last Sunday about being used, or there's another proof right there. He doeth the works. I just do what he's already doing. See, if you want God to use you, then you're just going to do whatever you think's 
he wants done. But when you're working with him, you just do everything he's doing. It's a big difference. We and if you haven't listened, listen to that message. Believe me that I am of the Father, and the Father in me, and believe that me in the works for the very works' sake. Verily I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do also, he do also, and greater than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Verily I say unto you, but he that believes on me. In other words, he that loves God with all his heart, mind, body, and soul, and loves his neighbor's house as himself, will do these works even greater. And whatsoever you shall ask, that he will, what? Everyone's like, everyone asked, I didn't get it done. Yeah, of course not. They that do, I will I do, that the Father may be glorified. Them. So whatsoever you ask in my name, so he's not going to say, so what he's saying is, but really when you ask it, God's already doing it. It's really God asking for you so you're partnering with Him. Because if He's taking over your mind, body, and all, and you do nothing without Him, you ask Him, you're willing Him, He's already asking because He's already putting the thought in the heart and it's something that He wants anyway. So you speak it and pull it down and, and, and you release it. In my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Are you a son and a daughter? Let Him be glorified in you. And if you shall ask anything, and this is all training, we're hearing this and hearing this, but you know what? It's going to start manifesting. You know, I don't think we're going to sit here all these years and keep talking nothing and being changed with the Word, and God's not going to blow up with glory to glorify Him. He's going to do it. And what shall be asked in my name, I will do it. For if you love me, there it is. For if you, let's just stop right there for a second, because it's like, okay, we don't, if you love me, you keep my commandments. But He said just now, before that, he said, whatever you pray and ask, you shall have it. And then he says here, if you love me, if you obey me and do what I'm saying. That's why people are praying all the time. I don't get nothing. Will you pray for me? Oh, let's come in agreement. Well, no, repent, get right, start loving God, and you'll have that power. You know, we'll pray for sick and whatever God doesn't, but don't, don't, the, the key to everything is obedience. So it says, if you, so let's just do it a different way because we never heard this before. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Period. And then it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And then you'll have everything. People say, Well, I can't have everything. Well, yeah. Because God's training. He wants to get you to that maturity point with Him. Then He said to Peter. That's why He said to Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yeah, well then, why are you over here fooling around fishing again? Go and do what I told you to do. And then I just straight to the point way. Peter, do you love me? What? You know what love is, Peter. Not what, they're, what, what we're hearing now. But Peter said, yes, Lord, then do what I told you, what I told you to do. Feed my sheep. So he's like, Peter, get your act together because what you're doing is not showing that you love me. And that's basically what broke Peter's heart. Because he did he really did love him. He just didn't know. And and he didn't think. And all of a sudden he was just beating himself up. But God got a hold of him. And the Holy Spirit will come to you when you're being like Peter. See that how you know the real from the fake. And the humanism between righteousness. The anointing is righteous. There's a lot of preaching about Jesus or other things. But it should be humanism. It's all about you. Why do you come to church? Well, I want I want joy. I want peace. Well, all that's in loving God. So people are stuck in the middle and they're not having any joy or peace, but they're like, and it's and it's because they haven't fully stepped in. And the other things is they're going to some places and they're getting counterfeit spirits, counterfeit love, counterfeit um, joy. Because they're telling you what you get and everything, but then all of a sudden you get some more. Well, so I got this and I got that. I got a new job. I got everything my flesh wants and I'm happy. But happy is not joy. See, the counterfeit real joy that God gives is no matter what, you have this bubbling. Uh, it's, it's, if you all know this joy, you know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden it can, joy can break out in you. And all of a sudden you have a bad day and it just breaks and you just get this. And you're just like, oh, everything's great. That's God just probably turning down the fire for a minute because it was a hard time. Because all of a sudden, that will happen all of a sudden. I'm like, wow, I just messed up totally and I should be feeling condemned and he just gave me joy. 
It was like, wow, I totally don't deserve it. It's, yeah, that's what's so great about it. Okay, last scripture and we're going to close. Everyone can stand up. Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth. That's in other words, is praying. And keepeth his garments. Lest he be naked. Lest he walk naked and all see his shame. So basically, when he's saying all see the shame, it's like, well, us that are one with God, we're beginning to see the nakedness of the false church. They are foolish. The more we get closer and know his word, we're like, they are nuts. They have no covering. They don't know the Lord. They're so... Um, and But back when you first got saved, you, I, we all were in, it was like... Wow, this is everyone. Yeah, we all love Jesus. But then all of a sudden we get closer and obey Him. All of a sudden we start to see with the eyes of God. We know those that are clothed with the garments from heaven. You know, you can go in a room and say, save, 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 lost, lost, because, and then you'll try to reach them. Because it's, it's God and you, because you're coming one. You can sense the atmosphere in the whole church. You know the religious spirits before they even open their mouth. It's called the discernment. It's called the gift of God. It's called the Holy Spirit. And when you're with Him and get closer, you get closer. But then you have to love. You don't judge. And, because then our job is to manifest Christ. Say, hey, this is the way. And it's a good thing because without discernment, we're all lost. And that is God. He's the most discerning. He's all eyes. He's got seven eyes, which is the number of perfection. He's, his eyes are everywhere. Big Brother ain't got nothing on God. Nothing on Him. Believe me. Lest you walk naked. and So how can we leave our first love? We leave obedience. Like, you're going to church still, but you left. The commandments, the Word of God. Like you don't, yeah, I love God, I love God, but you don't because you do what you want to do and not what He's wanting you to do. That's the rebellious spirit. Then where do we end up in that land of not that we preached on a while back? So Father, we just thank You, Lord, that we want to love You rightly, God. Not love You like some paid musician or some paid actor on TV tries to tell us. We want to know You and the Word and the Holy Spirit. And Father, You said that it's few there that find it. So why would we think You would be in the multitude when there's no power, there's no conviction, there's no revelation, so, Father, we thank You that You're leading us by the still waters, by the dead canals of religion, and leading us to living water. Because You are a good shepherd, and You are the shepherd among. And, Father, we ask You, Lord, to keep us, to keep us, God, to strengthen us, O oh Father, to give us eyes to see and ears to hear, and hearts to obey You fully, God, because none of us are perfect. We all have things that we struggle with, God. But as you give us, we give over to you, God, we have the power to become just like you. To become the sons of God. We're already sons of God, right? But it gives you the power to become the sons of God. So in Romans 8, the world's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to appear. The world is waiting. It didn't say the heaven's waiting for you to be manifested like Christ in heaven. It said the world is waiting for the manifestation of Christ to appear. That means what? The power, the church to walk in the full maturity as it speaks in Corinthians in the full measure of Christ. The full stature measure of Christ is our, is our direction. And Father, we yield to that. And we thank You, Father. And we just say yes to You today, God. And uh, put, put something on. And just open up this altar to say, God, we want to love You rightly. God, I know i got things in my life, and I'm like, here I go again. If it's the 50th time, it doesn't matter. You just keep coming back to Him. You just keep hating what He hates, knowing that I'm not going to come in agreement and give up to this thing that I'm fighting. I'm not going to give up to this little sin that always beguiles me every couple weeks or months, or if it's anger, or if it's unforgiveness, or if it's lust, or if it's whatever it is that you've been convicted of. God just wants, He's using that to keep you close to Him. But He has the power. And He is setting you free. 
And you've already been set free 2,000 years ago. <laughs> so whatever He's allowing or going on in your life is to keep you at the cross. So Father, we thank You for the power of the cross working in us and Your oil producing life in us, God, filling us, Father God, that we will be so such wise virgins, watching and waiting, clothed with Your righteousness, Father God. Not just preaching it, God, but living it. He that says steal and steals. No, God, we're going to live this thing and we're going to walk it out. No matter if, 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 all of, if the church praises us or not, God, we're going to walk in Your righteousness. In your holiness, God, it's not by our holiness and our righteousness, but yours, God. But as we submit to the cross, we are righteous. It is your righteousness, God. So let us never become self-righteous. And let us never create our identity in what, how much we know, but on, what, on who we know. In Jesus' name, amen.